it's your favorite 9 to 5 misfits back to help you crush unemployment and find your dream career. So if this is the first time you're tuning into our podcast, podcast. then welcome and uh, we're delightful. So obviously you want to stay and listen to the rest of the series. Yeah, and hit that subscribe. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have a YouTube channel, which is how we started. And we do these things called 5 Minute Hacks every Tuesday where we give actionable advice about professional and personal development, especially for people in the brown community. Because yep. we feel like this you couldn't tell we're brownie yeah what kel horror <laughs> but yeah so we just we want to give you know good advice about stuff and we've gone through our quarter life crises all so crises yeah so we give advice to others going through the same thing and then we also talk about real life stories because we have gone through this stuff before in our segment called getting real with the misfits on thursdays so anyway Check all that out, but stay tuned because today we're talking about storytelling in business and why it's important because it not only helps you crush that job interview and crush your professional life, but also your personal life. Yep. And the reason we're actually talking about this is think about like how you gained information when you were a kid, right? It's not like somebody made like a PowerPoint to teach you how to love or how to be brave or whatever. Like everyone told you stories, right? That was the the epic way to deliver information. Yeah. You remember all your grandpa's stories are from story stories, not from like when grandpa made a PowerPoint. (laughs) I mean, it's never made one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my dad tried to like give us computer class once and it just did not work. But it was for computer yeah, learning, true. not to teach like, you love. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, let me teach you morality with this pie chart. No, yeah. So the the way that people deliver their stories, that's how you learn things. Right? Yeah. That's how you deliver information and get it ingrained in your brain. Mm. So we wanted to use this as a tactic in business. Like yeah. we want to teach you or tell you guys about how you can leverage it to the best of your ability and get that job and get that stellar non-traditional nine to five. You have to be that entrepreneur just because you can use storytelling in business. Yeah, for shows. And you know, the sad thing is as we become adults, right, we forget the power of storytelling. Yeah. Because even though we hear it all the time and that's how we consume a lot of our information, whether it's our favorite bloggers or yeah. our favorite, I don't know, shows or YouTube channels or whatever. All these people are that good because they're really good storytellers. Oh my god, but not those kids on YouTube that are doing that, like, ranting thing. Yeah, the drama channels. They're going overboard with their storytelling, but it's like lies or something. Stop being angry, Eminem kids. Yeah. (laughs) No, but that's another thing, right? They've hit on something. Like, they know that that works because they know that stories work and that's what people are tuning in for. Even if they're, like, utter garbage. Yeah, that's so So. sad, though. But, okay, so back to being an adult and how to use storytelling. How do you actually come up with a good story or how do you become a good storyteller? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why this is relevant to us because whether you're an entrepreneur who has to effectively sell yourself or your product or you're just, you know, a misfit, someone who's unemployed and you're you're trying to get that next great career or you have to go to a lot of job interviews or networking events right so there you're really having to make an impression and stand out among the sea of candidates the best way to do that is by telling a really compelling story about yourself yeah, and then your your resume is not gonna yeah. tell you that and your linkedin profile is not and yeah. facebook is probably telling you something else so oh, for sure. <laughs> and then also like you know even for nine to fivers right like people who are at a regular nine to five 
five job, mm-hmm. even they need to make a case sometimes for upper management about why their I don't know their department yeah. needs a certain budget. So even through a PowerPoint presentation, you need to be able to hook the audience and yeah. make a case. Yeah. So this is relevant to a lot of different situations. True. So the first point that we put down was make sure that you have a compelling opening statement. <laughs> Whenever it's yes. your story, you better open something cool. Like make sure you you say something like true story or let me mm-hmm. tell you a story because that way you build anticipation because yeah. someone's not expecting this from mm-hmm. you. And I've noticed like even in networking events when people say that, I'm more inclined to talk to them just yeah. because I'm like, oh, you have something fun to say and you're not just going to be talking about the economy. I know. Or the, the dollar and the pound. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so much more compelling. You go to weird networking events. I do. <laughs> the British one. The Empire Club. <laughs> do they have tea and crumpets? Duh. That would be my dream come true, actually. I wish they had tea time places in I'm Houston. Sure they do, but you probably don't fit the age group. <laughs> <laughs> Denied at the door. So the second point is to structure your story. And what does that mean? So that I don't is, know. Hit me. <laughs> so that is having a beginning, a middle, and an end to your story. I know, I know. This sounds super obvious but you would be surprised at how few people actually follow this rule me included sometimes because <laughs> I tend to ramble so. but you have ADD I like, know I like undiagnosed <laughs> ADD there's been times where you start something and I'm like cool story bro but never even you didn't even get to a middle it's like forget the uh, end it's the Donald Trump effect <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he does that to everybody, mm-hmm. doesn't he? But basically, okay, so when you talk about a beginning, middle and end, you know, the beginning is sort of like the past situation. Right. And then the middle is like the, the climax, which is like something monumental is happening. Or yeah. something Cha- some sort of change happens and then of course the end is like the future state or the result yeah so that's a cool way to actually think about structuring yeah. your stories but when you're doing that make sure you have a point and that's yeah. our third I think oh, third God, factor yeah. that, we, that we noted down because if you don't have a point you just keep rambling on like yeah. Nami does all day long <laughs> and like I'm delightful <laughs> yeah like you don't want to be that person who's just going on talking and talking and you can see that people are staring through you so you're like you've lost the person's attention or in Nami's case, she's probably eaten something by now. <laughs> I thought attention. they were just mesmerized by my fabulous nose yeah, hair. Of course they were. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is so fine and lovely. <laughs> but yeah, don't be that person who keeps like rambling on and you don't have a point. And um, I was like talking to Nami about it, but there's this TED talk by this animator at Pixar. I'm not hmm. sure his name is, but he was talking about storytelling being like joke telling. Oh yeah. It's kind of like you should know your punchline. And if hmm. you, if you try to drop cues along the way yeah. to try to get to that punchline that's an excellent way to deliver yeah. a story and I'm, I'm guessing Pixar does that all day long yeah like little breadcrumbs that get you home you're hungry aren't you yeah <laughs> always um, but no oh my god I thought of another thing do you know those people who um, start telling you stories and use names of people that you clearly don't know and mm. they haven't done a build up like uh. they haven't said like oh this is the preface to this story the person I'm talking about, like, I don't know, like, Dan is yeah. my boss. Like, they'll never do that. Yeah. Like, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, Dan did this, yeah. and then Priya did that. Yeah, and then there's times where I was like, Dan is people? your dog, right? Yeah. And then they're like, no, that's my husband. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, if you're that person and you're yeah. not into in the other people are not intimately familiar with your coworkers or that person you ran into at the grocery yeah. store, give a little build up yeah. and be like preface to the story. Yeah. The only time this is excusable is if you have your drunk uncle at your Thanksgiving parties. Oh, racist drunk uncle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can forgive him that one time. <laughs> But um that brings us to our fourth point when you talk about like having a point. One of the things that Nami talked about before was whenever you do talk about stories you generate feels right like yes. that's what actually makes for a good story yeah. so make sure that you do have a good emotional through line yeah. cuz it it has to create some feeling yeah that's so true cuz the best stories that have stuck with us throughout the ages because of course we hear stories every day all day long yeah but the ones that we can actually recall are the ones that elicited a really strong emotion yeah so even when you're telling a story think about how you can apply that right yeah all, all the elements like the beginning middle and end you should almost weave this emotional thread through it yeah and i mean that's so true even for job interviews and yeah. stuff right oh and um i i don't know if you've watched these things or read this on facebook they have this thing called terrible tiny tales or um, tiny tales who is it's basically what it is it's a tiny tale but it's huh. kind of terrible because it's six or 10 words or maybe like two lines but it's so dark it ah. has like all the emotion yeah. and that's why i remember it because it uh. it makes you like it shakes you because it's really really dark stories like um the one that dana steel was talking oh, about oh yeah so, three word stories yeah stories. things like that but yeah for oh. people who don't know dana steel is a rock fm dj in houston yeah. she's a local celebrity she's amazing we got to speak to her about storytelling in business i know oh she's running for congress now yes, she is getting girl we love her yeah but um Yeah so she introduced us to this concept of the three word story and she's spent the better part of her career being this um uh, she worked for a radio station and she got to interview a lot of musicians and rock stars and then she became a public speaker and all this stuff later so then her tagline was I create rock stars mm. and that's so cool because she was like you know sometimes when I'm at a networking event or even when I'm on an airplane and I'm sitting mm. next to someone it's really boring when as it is people start with that stupid question of yeah. so what do you do what do you do and then of course if you give them an equally canned response of I'm a transponder yeah. like I don't know they're like what is that I'm not even going to ask Ugh. you what that is but if you're like I create rock stars they're like oh really how does that work what does that mean yeah. and you kind of hook them Right? Yeah. So, what were your three? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't. I haven't thought about it because I'm too fabulous. You know what I mean? I, I can't be contained. Ooh, <laughs> that is very. Oh, true. No. <laughs> oh my god! This was happening live, you yeah. guys. <laughs> this was not like your sponsor. She literally anything. just came up with this. I don't know what mine would be, but we shall get back to this. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Um. Back to that terrible <laughs> tiny tales. I actually pulled up this thing where it says, "Not with the kids from the red light area, mom. Mom warned me, but when the colorful kites zoom across the sky, I can't tell." So okay. it it literally is like these. This, the the mom is saying, "Not with the kids from the red light area, but when." But the kid says, "But when the colorful kites zoom across the sky, I can't tell." Aww. So it has like emotion, yeah, but it's deep. It's, yeah, it's not chindi emotions. It's I like know real emotion that I'm like, oh my god. You Although like, it's like ten words. Sometimes I feel like I'm not deep enough to interpret yeah. those. No, I like, need to read it. I feel like yeah. I'll come up with my own interpretation, and then someone who's very scholarly will be like, "No, that's not what it means." No, but see, I gotta tell you this. But it says top ten gift ideas for her. She smiled. Time was nowhere on the list. 
So like it usually it usually means like she's about to die. Like mm-hmm. I know it's like seriously dark. It's really dark. It's not happy terrible. No, happy tiny tales. <laughs> Bushy tales. Yes. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So the I mean that's that's the thing, right? It creates yeah. emotion so you remember it. Hmm. And it's like you've made an impact, especially in a job place. Like you've made an impact. Oh yeah. So Don't you have like a super feel story? Epic story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so okay, um I'm sure everyone struggled with like answering those uh behavioral interview questions, right? Gross. And they'll always ask you, "Tell us about a time when blah blah." So I always I've always gotten the tell us about a time when you've had some sort of hardship, but I was hmm. like, "Oh, where do I even begin?" So I had my first post-college job at a hotel because I did hotel management and I used to manage the banquets <clears throat> and the restaurant. And so one day it was Easter Sunday and there was this church group that had been fasting all night and then they were going to come have like a full-fledged three-course dinner at 7 a.m. And typically with banquets we'd set it up the day before and so everything was good to go on the morning off so all you had to do was just bring out the food. And so as it happened someone was stealing spoons from oh, the hotel why you? I know and I was like why specifically those spoons <laughs> so it was really weird because we had set up all these spoons for the dessert and the last course was creme brulee so those spoons were essential and so um I came in and there were no spoons and I was like erg okay calm down <laughs> and then um Also we were supposed to serve creme brulee as the last course and the butane torch that's supposed to you know oh, burn the sugar, sugar, sugar yeah, yeah, yeah. was not working and there was no yeah. other Two butane torch. Too probably the dessert get out of here. I know god creme brulee is so high maintenance just like the french. <laughs> But I love you france. Um, Emmanuel Macron. Hello Macron. I love you. <laughs> Seriously. Um and then what else happened? Oh yeah so then the banquet captain who was like the head banquet person also didn't show up and he was nowhere to be found. And I called him. He wasn't answering his phone. Oh, yeah, that's how you get shwisted on that yeah. day. Yeah, and I was like, "What is happening? Like, come on, Jesus, or yeah. whatever is happening on this Easter Sunday? Why are you doing this?" And then the restaurant ran out of receipt paper, and of course, oh, because gosh. it's Easter Sunday, there's tons of people coming for brunch. So. I had to just jump into action and so this was at 5:30 in the morning I had to figure out okay I'm going to go drive to a nearby hotel beg them to let me borrow their spoons just for the event so and you then you put on your supergirl yeah. costume and got out of there I know and then I had to go to Home Depot thankfully that was open so then I could pick up a propane torch or whatever and then stupid stupid Starbucks I love you but like that girl I will never forget her because <laughs> I went to the Starbucks and I was like you know do you have receipt paper I can I can use and I told her my whole saga no, how I know and then she was like oh I'll let you have it if you pay me 10 bucks and I was like I hate you so much <sighs> oh right now but I'm at your mercy so I'm going to do this so I paid 10 bucks for a stupid roll of receipt paper and I was like Ugh, I can't believe I hope she took like that money. Plague of like locusts on you. <laughs> Not in the coffee though. Please, yeah, no, because Starbucks. Well, wow, it's a very know. biblical episode, and yeah. I don't know why. I know, and I know it's nothing. not like you're any religion. Yeah, like, I know. I'm specific. like soups, atheist, or yeah. agnostic, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so um, back to storytelling. Hmm. So if we had to nail it down, I think the other thing that we didn't mention very much was through storytelling you can build your brand. Yeah. And your brand was basically. 
falling into a pile of mm. shit <laughs> from like that story. <laughs> yeah. But like it's like how you became Supergirl and you basically use your time effectively and you you didn't blame anyone. You just got it done. Yeah. And that's exactly what you portrayed to the people that were interviewing you, yeah. right? You showed them, dude, you can throw any shit at me and I will get this done. For sure. So I think that's important to leverage storytelling to build your brand. And as brown people, as I you can know. tell, we don't tell people anything yeah. about anything negative yeah so it's always like oh we're the perfect people we go to school we get technical <laughs> jobs and that's it but as as brown people nami and i've always been like let's fit ourselves into these tiny little boxes that are perfect and it has to be the same thing we all have to do our lawyer yeah. doctor engineering jobs and this is all we do but we basically got out of there mm-hmm. like we we're like bye <laughs> this box. so we've been misfits for a while and now we own our misfit status yeah. and the only way to get that information out is through storytelling yeah so we've built our brand as being those brown girls that don't fit the mold yeah. anymore and we're breaking out because storytelling has been the only way for us to build ourselves as a brand yeah and, and sure. actually talk about taboo topics like unemployment and depression and all the stuff that yeah. everybody goes through and brown people especially would never relate to it unless yeah. we spoke about it right yeah and that was one of our strategies we're like we want to take the stigma out of unemployment and right. we want to make these sort of things less taboo right and the best way to do that is to you know just talk openly and honestly about it and also in a fun way because we we don't make it sound like it's like this debilitating yeah. thing like, that's kind of why it got to this taboo in the first place yeah. right because it was like oh my god it's the end of everything yeah it's, it's like this like, shameful secret yeah. that we must keep no you just have to talk about it openly and then that's how other people started yeah. approaching us and saying oh my god i love that you girls are so open about this and it's like yeah we don't need to be so closed up and yeah. secretive it's first of all not your fault yeah you are in this position for some reason whether it was like external internal whatever it is but the only way to get out of stuff is by telling people and yeah and of course self-awareness but yeah and of course being able to do this also has so many other benefits because like i said people come to you you're able to build connections with like-minded people and then also for people who didn't previously know that it was even okay to say something like this yeah. out in the open oh yeah like now, my parents like yeah. my mom was always like why are you why are you putting these videos up on youtube she's like everyone is gonna know you're unemployed i was like <laughs> that is point. the purpose <laughs> it's literally in my mission statement <laughs> to tell people that yeah. i'm unemployed and you can get out of it like in a good constructive way yeah. so it's just like it's not in our it's not in our culture yeah. and that's a it's part of our thing like we want to be those people who talk about and help people like us out there yeah and i mean it's really nice to see that there's a lot of other people doing this too like we're associated with brown girl magazine which is doing similar stuff like we're contributors there there's also this other podcast called chai tea party where i think uh, those girls are doing a lot with like even mental illness and stuff and so it's nice to see that there are a few voices out there yeah especially within the brown community who are starting to be open about this sort of stuff so all the power to all of you man holla 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 but yeah so i really hope you enjoyed this episode because this is like our attempt to try to you know help misfits like us out there yeah and break barriers 
Break that barrier, girl. But yeah, if you really enjoyed what we had to say, do stick around and listen to our other episodes. We have a ton on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever your jam is. Yeah. And if you like watching videos, we have like a quick five-minute hack on storytelling and business. Mm-hmm. And we have other episodes which are basically five-minute hacks. Or we have a storytelling segment called Getting Real with the Misfits on Thursdays that are on YouTube. Totes. And if you're a reader and stuff, that kind of stuff, Gross. I don't know who does that anymore. <laughs> we have a blog on bizlatte.com and you can check us out all the information's in our little description yeah well we'll see you next week with a brand new episode bye bye Felish.